Man, they're going too fast oh, on okay. me today. <laughs> you know what happened is I haven't smoked weed in like four days, so I'm like, fucking, everything is weird. It's like everything, I don't know. Everything's off? Time is just weird, man. Like, I, I can't get, like, I, I, like, remember, like, I realize why I love smoking weed living in the city. It's because I feel like everybody is moving in slow motion. City moving you know I mean? is weird because it's fast, but also slow motion. You, everyone's so in a hurry, but they can't get anywhere. You can't get any, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you know, nobody's in a hurry, Frank. Nobody's in a hurry. I swear to God, I don't think anybody has a job. Everybody's just happy <laughs> sitting in traffic. Dude, I think you're phone. right, actually. I think that's why people like us who are in hurries or are trying to get to, you know, A to B, right? We're, we're getting clogged up by all these jabronis having nowhere to go. Oh. Dude, I got into. I almost got into a fight yesterday with this Ukrainian. I, I like. Well, if it you, wasn't for you said his it right wife. There. Pulled, his his wife literally pulled him away. <laughs> right. It, it's because they're doing this thing at the Ukrainian church down the street from my house. That's right, man. And these guy, dude, this guy pulls out of the church into the middle of a, it's a it's a fucking it's a four way intersection. That's right. He he's in the middle. He's in the fucking middle in a fucking Durango. And he just stops. <laughs> and he's looking at his fucking phone. Oh, nice. That's a good like, move. And, and I just, I honk. And he doesn't go. So I just fucking, I, I, I sat there. I laid on the horn. Oh, right? yeah. That's, good. That's a good thing to do sometimes. You gotta, you know, let people know. There's a horn in action. People are trying to get on their way. Dude, because the first, the first, at first, I pulled up and he's blocking the whole way, and I'm home, dude. This is after an hour and fifteen minutes fighting with people in traffic. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Just to get home, I'm one block from my house, you know. And you're just gonna stop? And then I, I you know, I did, the, dude. I, I wasn't angry at first. I promise you. I just did the beep beep. You know the boop boop. <laughs> oh, I know the the beep tap. Yeah, boop, man. Boop boop. You're I, looking at your <laughs> phone. You probably don't even see me. Boop boop. You know, hey, I'm here. I'm trying to get by. You know, no big deal. Yeah, for sure, man. The guy didn't move. I honk again. Nothing. That's what I just, I pressed it and I wouldn't let go. And then he looks at me and puts his hands up like I'm the fucking asshole. <laughs> That's right, man. You are. Why'd you uh, have to say anything? Come on. And so I, I lean on the window and I said, get your fucking pumpkin head out of my goddamn way. <laughs> And he says, what the fuck did you call me? <laughs> and he gets out of his fucking car. So I got out of my car with a pipe wrench. Wow. Uh, you want to yeah, fucking go? Yeah, man. I, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. Goddamn Vladimir Jr. over here. That's Get right. Get the fuck dude. out of my goddamn way. Uh, they, they act <laughs> as if they own the fucking place. Anyway, oh, this is where I was going with it. I'm excited for this one. As we're arguing, I go, you know, it's not my fault, you fucking Ukrainians. You come here, you have nothing to do, no job, no nothing. You just fucking sit here and you can take up all the time in the world. I know because it's a Wednesday and you just spent all day at this fucking church playing with these kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right, And man. then he goes, that's the problem with you Americans. Always in a hurry. Wow. And I go, yeah, that's why we get shit done. That's why we have money. That's why your dumbass left your poor fucking country to come here. You should have told him I, that's why we're the ones sending you $25 billion more billion. dollars. Did you see Joe Biden's pushing for that coming up in this next round of... Oh, uh, they have to. He has to. Billions of 
giveaways to the Ukrainians? Yes. Dude. And what do you think the Ukrainians paid for with all those bags of cash they gave to Hunter Biden? <laughs> That's right. This is man. what they bought. This is what they bought. Yeah, good it's call. It's insane. It's insane. All uh, right, man. Yeah. But, but it's, it's the argument I have with every foreigner that comes to fucking Chicago. Listen, you came here. I didn't come to you. Right? We move at a pace here. We need, we need to move at a pace to keep up. You know what I mean? That's an interesting take. So I was going to ask you, like, is this maybe what's wrong with America that we're moving too yes. fast? Or is what's wrong with America oh. that we used to move fast and now we're moving too slow? That's, no, here's the, that's, Frank, that's, the, that's what I was getting. Our parents moved faster than the rest of the world. Their parents moved faster than the rest of the world. They worked harder than the rest of the world. That's why we're the richest country in the world. That's why we have the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. And man. then something about our generation, and then these foreigners that are coming in, where they're just like they all believe like, oh well, that was that was terrible. That's the wrong way to live. You know, it's like no, it's not. That's what got us to the fucking top. Just like I talked about before with the Spartans, right? Yeah, man. The th- Everybody the wants to be a Spartan. Right? Everybody wants to walk around in the uniform with the muscles as the tough guy. Nobody wants to be the fucking 11-year-old boy that's stripped away from his mom, thrown into this world where he has to fight for everything. You know? Yeah, But that's what it fucking takes. You want to be an American? You don't just get the name. You gotta fucking hustle. You know? We are America. Well, you know, man, it would take a generation or so, but maybe the draft needs to be uh, reinstituted here. Oh, I've been saying that forever. We need mandatory. Maybe there's got to be some sort of two-year I don't even know. I don't, dude, honest, honest to God, I don't even think that would work because they have fucked the army so bad. You know, I'm a little worried about the army. You know, they made everybody in there get their boost and... uh these vaccines are supposed to really start doing their kill shot effect in the you know the three to six year range, dude. And that kind of times up when uh, China's gonna. Does... Oh man, they're gonna. Sorry. No, oh. sorry, go ahead. What? Well, China's supposed to invade us in like twenty twenty seven ish, right? So maybe we'll have this mass die off with the army, and then China just walks right in. No, the vaccine did not affect our military readiness. It was the they left prob- wing policies. <laughs> they probably did the placebos. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the trannies in the army. It's the we're gonna lower the standards so that you know everybody feels included. You know, it's it's all that nonsense that doesn't belong in the military that ruined the military. Well, you're uh, it's supposed to be don't ask, don't tell. I thought, my man. No, that's what it was when I served, and that's why I'm a real soldier. And I was in a real army. Well, now, now it's you can be whatever you want. I don't you know. You can say uh, whatever you want. I think the don't ask, don't tell is almost problematic now, man. Uh, apparently, there's some people who aren't who are fighting their uh, dishonorable discharges. I don't know if you've seen this. Now to an update on a CBS News investigation. As we have reported, at least 35,000 service members were kicked out of the military because of their sexual orientation. But just over 1,300 have had their discharge status changed since the don't ask, don't tell policy was repealed in 2010. CBS's Jim Axelrod reports on a new lawsuit against the Pentagon that seeks to restore honor to thousands of veterans. This is 24-year-old you. Correct. Do you remember what she's thinking? Adele, I was proud at that time. 
Putting on that uniform was everything. When Cheryl Farrell joined the Navy in 1985, she thought she'd found a career. The thing about this, though, and I'm just going to say really quick, we're talking about this chick, Cheryl. At least we know what they're talking about. It's a chick named Cheryl who's a lesbian. Like, <laughs> nowadays, you have no idea who they're talking about. You don't know what's going on. She this, he that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is genuinely a chick named Cheryl. It's kind of refreshing. You wanted to do 20 years. That was my plan. You didn't even do 10 months. No, sir, I wasn't allowed to. She says a casual conversation about gay clubs with a bunkmate landed her in front of naval investigators. Bullshit. Her military bullshit. career was over. That's yeah. bullshit. You're calling BS? I'm calling 100% bullshit. Oh, yeah, can man. You can let it play out. I oh, all this. right. Yeah, I knew you would like this, man. A few months later, she was stunned to read her DD-214, her discharge document. Other than honorable due to homosexuality, it hurt. Because my country's telling me I'm not... I, I mean, were you honorably discharged? Or did you kick out for being gay? That's not honorable. Uh, God, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> because of... Uh, I get so fucking infuriated when you guys put this shit into the military. The military is not a place for your ideology, your fucking stupid beliefs. You know? The military needs to be its own entity. It's got to be a machine. It's a war machine, man. It needs to be yes. a machine. Did they kick you off for being gay? Cry me a fucking river. They kicked that guy off for having flat feet. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck you talking about, bitch? This guy had a bad knee. He's out. I mean, it's, just, it's the army. We want the fucking best of the best. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think as a non-army fella, a dude who spent his life, you know, hanging out, smoking weed, listening to tunes, uh, when I'm sitting here thinking about my freedom, I think, yeah, gee, you know, I'm glad we got that army out there of, you know, big, strong dudes who aren't doing what I'm doing. You know, they're, uh, <laughs> they're bigger, they're stronger, they're younger. That's what I'm hoping for. How fucking gay did you have to be to get kicked out of the Navy for being gay? <laughs> it's literally a joke. YMCA wrote a song about it in the Navy. <laughs> Oh, no, what's their name? They're not wise. What's their name? It was the village people. I'm, I'm too angry to even think we about it. We know what you it. meant. Yeah. Yeah, stories, this is, God, I can't stand this bitch. I want to slap the shit out of this bitch. Fuck out of well, here. You want to do 20 years in the military? Well, guess what, bitch? The military didn't want you. All right? Now get out of here. It's an exclusive club. You're not invited. Okay? Get the fuck out. The fuck out of here with that shit. You're you're fucking lucky we even let your fucking ass in the military. I only agree. I only agree that women should be allowed in the military. It has nothing to do with military readiness, strength of the military, diversity. No, fuck that. It actually weakens the military. It weakens it. But it's an overall net good because it provides an opportunity for these lower class for these lower middle class uh, females. To actually go out and have a career. It's a great opportunity. It's a great stepping stone to a good future. Yeah, I don't think that should be withheld <laughs> from somebody just because they're a female. So that is the only reason I agree that they should be allowed it. It's for more of a socioeconomic reasons than it is has anything to do with military readiness. You know? Right on the money, my friend. And uh, I had a feeling this would kind of tickle your funny bone a bit. That's why I thought we could go down this road. <laughs> He's telling me I'm not good enough to serve because of who I love. Not because of yeah. anything else, just because of no, who you're I not. love. Farrell is part of a group of veterans now suing the Defense Department to get their discharges changed 
and gain access to benefits like VA loans, tuition assistance, and federal jobs. So now you served nine months, you fucked a couple women, and then they kicked you out of the Navy, and now we should give you four years of free college and pay you a fucking allowance while you're going to college? You're going to get the same benefits I got for spending four fucking years in the Army? Yeah, go fuck yourself, bitch. I, uh, fucking go fuck yourself. I had to do four fucking years. I gave up four years, 19 to 23. Some would say the best years of your life. All my friends are out in college, getting laid, getting drunk. I was in the fucking El pa I was in Yuma, Arizona, training with the Marine Corps, sleeping in a fucking tent all summer long. You fucking cunt. God damn it. Go ahead. Well, uh, you know, again, I, I was hanging out smoking weed out here and thinking... <laughs> Yeah, I'm really lucky to have these young fellows out there dedicating their lives and their time and, you know, making sure that this country is safe and free. And I think more people out there who didn't serve should at least you know, pay, a, pay a little uh, I can't even, you know, homage to them. Does this get better? or I, I can't even listen to more. I think it may actually get more infuriating. That's why I love this clip. Mike, the payoff's always near the end. Oh, God. Um, this case is about... Simply changing that piece of paper. Jocelyn Larkin is one of the lawyers representing Farrell and others in a class action lawsuit against the Pentagon. Every time they have to show that document, they are essentially outed involuntarily. I mean, imagine if it was on your driver's license. It's ridiculous. Well, well you knew you were a f when you joined the military. Maybe you shouldn't have joined the fucking military, huh? God damn it. Sorry. Sorry. Ah, uh, this is so infuriating. This is so infuriating. Because every fucking person I hear talking has, even the fucking bitch that got kicked out, they have no actual real knowledge of what the military is. You know what I mean? They have no experience. They don't really understand what they're fucking saying. The existing process of trying to change events DD-214 inadequate, opaque and often requires veterans to hire a lawyer. It would take a lot less effort to change these documents than it did to hound them out and take away their dreams. As for Cheryl Farrell, she still has hope for an upgraded discharge and plans for when she gets one. Once yeah, I cut it there, actually. It's a, it's a longer clip. Um, that was kind of where I... I, you know, I go fuck yourself. I figured go you. Uh, fuck yourself. I figured you weren't the f biggest fan of this person. Uh, okay, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you why this is bullshit. I know, the, in my company, there were two females, right? Oh yeah. They wanted to get out before we deployed, so they 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 went hand in hand to the commanding officer, and they said, "We're gay." We've been sleeping together for at least a year, which they actually had. Everybody knew it. Every morning All you went to right. PT, you saw the one girl come out of the other girl's room and then go into her room and get dressed. Oh, you know? oh yeah! We, we all live together. You know who everybody's fucking. Wait, right? hold on. I got a... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> uh, all right, never, next time. They go hand in hand. They tell the lady they're gay. And do you know what she said? Can't wait. That's that's not enough. Right. It's not as simple as coming hand in hand, kissing in front of your commanding officer. None of that matters. They had to prove. It was literally like they used. They they ended up using their social media accounts. Wow. And that's how they were able to Man. prove a a lasting relationship. And then they were kicked out. They got the other than honorable discharge. 
and they were discharged from the military. And then the, the other thing, the other reason this is bullshit, other than honorable, is not dishonorable. You're fucking lucky it gave you the other than honorable. I, I say it again. You knew you were gay when you joined. You knew you couldn't be gay when you joined. And you fucking joined. So don't be mad when you get kicked out for being gay. That's like me saying I'm a heroin addict. I know I'm a heroin addict, but I want to join the military. Okay, but then don't be mad when you get kicked out for doing heroin. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it almost feels as if the person uh, in this story kind of joined the military at that time to, like, I don't know, maybe even prove a point. Yes. Well, and here's, my, but here's what kills me. So the, uh, the reason they gave her the classification of other than honorable is because it's not dishonorable. Dishonorable, good luck getting a job at McDonald's. That's right, right like, man. Nobody wants to hire... If you got dishonorably discharged, that means you're a piece of shit, right? Other than honorable, they look. it also says on the DD-214, it says the day you entered and the day you left, right? Yeah. So man. you could go look at that. It says... It'll say other than honorable discharge, and right above it, it'll say May 4th to July 6th or whatever, you know? And it's like, okay, then they can look at that and be like, okay, you got an other than honorable discharge, but you were only in there for 10 months. All right. You know, like it's, it's the other than honorable discharge means you just got separated. You're not going to, they're not giving you any of the benefits. You're not going to get the GI Bill. You're not going to get anything, but you're also not getting any punishment. You know what I mean? The, the other than honorable does not hold you back from stuff. Like, dishonorable, you cannot get a government job. Right now. There's like, there's like certain things that disqualifies you from. No, it makes know? sense. It's almost like having gone to prison or something, you know? You got to, like, always uh, admit to it, and then it's kind of uh, you know, a little bit of a black stain there on your uh, resume. That's, it's no different than if you go to basic training and you can't make it. Although, Are they gonna give you a- I don't know, dude. If someone came in and... I got the resume, it's a dishonorable discharge. You know, I would just be like, will you show up every day? You know, and like maybe on time. <laughs> really? I don't care it, then. I don't even know. I don't want to know what you did. What if it says other than honorable? You don't even know what that means. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Oh, man. Well, uh, speaking of uh, dishonorable. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a terrible story. I, I cannot, but I hate when they bring this shit into the military. You well, guys need to stop. And look, man, this is uh, the news, CBS especially, scripted programming, my man. I mean, this is pure yeah. government, state, propaganda, media, and what's happening right now? Dude, you all forgot. We forgot. It's been 100 days of forgetting. Hollywood writer's strike marking 100 days after... <laughs> <laughs> the whole time you were saying it, I was like, what did I forget? I didn't forget anything. I literally forgot. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. I, I was even looking at your docket. I'm like, what, uh, what did I forget? LGBTQ, Kenya. I even looked at Hollywood Strike. I did, didn't ring a bell or nothing. Jesus Christ. In totally Los forgot. Angeles with the latest, the show's already being affected, <laughs> and where negotiations stand now. Will, good morning. 100, man. Good morning, Whit. Right now, L.A. is a struck town. The unions that make the city go financially and operationally are demanding changes, and there's no real movement in Hollywood as the WGA hits the century mark. Studio 
Let's negotiate. This morning, the Hollywood writers strike hitting the one. Oh, you guys need to work on that shit. Aren't you guys writers? No. <laughs> For a bunch of writers, this is why nobody cares about your strike. You can't even write a good chant. You guys, your whole thing is creativity. That's like you're the creative people. I've, I've seen plumbers with better chants. <laughs> Thinking of something catchy, like upbeat, I don't know, anything memorable, nothing, <laughs> nothing for some writers. And right there, that's all the proof you need to know as to why everything's been crap. They can't even write a, a phrase. We didn't even let them finish. What they did say was, need to negotiate with Iron Man. Oh. <laughs> all they know is Marvel. Funny man, I I absolutely find this to be one of the greatest stories of the year. The fact that these buffoons thought that they would have everybody behind them and on their side, and now maybe it's starting to click a little bit for the the studios and the the real people behind the scenes. Like you know, oh, maybe this is why no one's coming to the theaters. Maybe this is why no one's uh, everybody's dropping the streaming services. They're raising the prices again on. The Disney Plus and everything. <laughs> Drop the streaming services, people. Go back to renting stuff. Go to the library. They have free movies at the library. Seriously, we could live in a world without this crap. It's unbelievable, man. We don't need these writers anymore. No, you know how you know you're useless? You've been on strike for 100 days. Imagine if every plumber went on strike for 100 days. Yes. There'd be shit everywhere, literally. Dude, seriously, great call. This is like, uh, you know, Kramer going on strike from the bagel shop for like 10 years or whatever it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on Seinfeld? He's finally back? It's like, Jerry, I didn't want you to know I was unemployed. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, nobody, this could go on for years. Nobody will know it's happening. Oh, no. In like four years, you'll be like, isn't there supposed to be another Ant-Man or something? <laughs> what happened to yeah. Thor 7? Did they ever make Thor 7? No? <laughs> all right. Whatever. Loki's comeback? No? <laughs> yeah. They all suck anyways. Dude, like, I, I think that we're, we're at a great point in time where just, you know, people have other stuff going on in their lives, and it may not be bad or anything. I'm just, I'm thinking maybe people have decided... I, you know, naturally, I didn't want my kids seeing the stuff about the lesbo parents and Doctor Strange, and, you know, maybe it's not totally worth it to pay $27 a month for the Disney Plus subscription and all that crap. Okay. So, you know, I'm out. Plus, these, dub, these dubbed movies are better than what you're fucking putting out. I mean, uh, Korea's killing you. This is exactly what I am obsessed with. Emma, each week, has this new <laughs> series that she's watching on Netflix and it's all foreign, dude. It's all yeah. overdubbed, and she's in it. And <clears throat> dude, the one thing missing is uh, there's no like drag stuff or trainee parents or like the kid is gay, but bye, and the sister's a lesbo. You know, like it's just it's just like normal stories. 
You know what I realized though, like through this watching all these other shits, is uh, like we forgot what made a movie good. Yeah, right? man. absolutely. These these movies that are coming from these foreign uh, production companies, the actors are mid level at best, right? <laughs> right? It's not that good of acting, right? And as far as like, I can't even really hear what they're saying. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm listening to somebody dub over them. So how you know the the only thing that matters is the fucking story. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You give me that good story, I can overlook the bad acting. Yes. Right? Hollywood, you have the best actors in the world. Terrible story. <laughs> unwatchable. Yes. Totally right? unwatchable. The stories and uh the directing, these directors think they're these incredible artists putting on masterpieces like dude James Cameron you've made some good flicks but six avatars at two hours and 45 minutes a pop like make a series bro and sit down dude like humble yourself all right unbelievable who do you think you are I'm not gonna dedicate that type of my life to James Cameron's avatar so you know what I watched uh, the other day? I can't wait, dude. Your your boy Nick Cage, Wind Talkers. Ooh, that's a classic. Get the fuck out. Unwatchable. Get the fuck out of here. Classic. Well, if you're a Nick Cage fan, you know, fanatic like myself, they're all classics in their uh, own. I was, I was about to say you right. got to go watch that, dude. That is some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Wind Talkers is the Vietnam flick or World War Two? I can't remember where World he's. Uh, yeah, he, he does the whole uh, secret language so they can you know bypass the Nazis. The the Native Americans they're fighting the Japanese. Yes. What year did this come out? By the way, two thousand two. It was that time when like uh, Saving Private Ryan came out, yeah, and then dude, everybody, every, had, yes. Bruce Willis came out with Tears of the Sun. Then Red you know, Nick Cage comes out with. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody did a World War II flick. The Band of Brothers had a series on HBO. <laughs> yeah, everything came they out. They cashed yeah. out on that one, man. <laughs> uh, so, Wind Talkers. Yeah, I don't think I've actually... Uh, not sure if I saw it, to be totally honest, or saw the whole thing. <laughs> I just recall the Wind Talkers. It's terrible movie. And that terrible d- movie. did come out of the time where I think... We as the public were a little exhausted on the uh, overdramatic, you know, storytelling. But my my angle here, though, is like we're talking early 2000s, right? Late 90s. Uh, you know, this is, you know, we're doing Native American stuff, man. Like, you know, we, we were woke before there was woke 30 years ago. No, no. We were we talked about it the other day and I was like looking it up because we were talking about movies in the 90s. And yeah, Dude, man. Early... Somewhere in that early 2000s, that's when that was like the beginning of the end for Hollywood. You're saying that's where the woke went, uh, where the woke broke? Not just, not, not just woke. It was, just it was like, the, it was the, you know, the, like we just talked about, like Saving Private Ryan comes out, so now everybody has to come out with a movie. You know, uh, Bugs Life comes out, so then we have to have ants. Well, I think you that know? was more like a competing of the studios, and they, you know, see one guy's got the idea, so they're like, okay, we're going to go screw them with this, you know, the same idea. Yeah, that's the beginning of the end. You know, and then now you're all copied off of each other. You got nobody to copy. Nobody's coming up with new ideas now. They're all just copying. 
That's a good call. You know, it's it's so. I don't know for for a creative organization, not very creative. I think you might be onto something, actually. Yeah, that might have been the end. No doubt about it. Well, either way, it's been a hundred days. the The writers are on strike. I got more to this clip if you want to go down this wait. road. It's, it's really this funny. Great. Yeah. It's... Just in, in July. Just in talking about the clip, I forgot about the strike. <laughs> no, That's crazy. Nobody crazy. cares, man. Neither union budging from their demands for higher pay, better staffing, and increased benefits. Los Angeles city workers also picketing for 24 hours Tuesday. They're overworking me, overworking others, and it's affecting our family lives. The union representing <laughs> sanitation workers, airport custodians, lifeguards, and others claim the city is not negotiating in good faith. City employees marching in front of City Hall and Los Angeles International Airport. The protest disrupting shuttle buses, trash pickup, and airport operations. There's a lot of people coming through LAX every day, seven days a week, so it's very hard to do that shorthanded. The two sides have a meeting set for next week, though Mayor Karen Bass says the city has been available to discuss negotiations How? since the start of the year. <laughs> How is she still the mayor? How have you guys not gotten rid of her yet? <laughs> That's the worst thing I heard in the whole story. <laughs> I like literally heard this bitch talking during COVID. Dude, if something's with California. They must have the rigging down with the mail in ballots or something because, or they have just brainwashed the populace in certain areas perfectly where they just, uh, the same idiots are in power forever, man. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, Feinstein, Gavin Newsom, they're all still there. They're all there. Dude, did you hear why they're keeping Feinstein in office? <laughs> I can only guess, man. Frank, this is a, so it pretty much comes down to Nancy Pelosi convinced Feinstein to stay to the end of her term so that she could try to bring in uh, Adam Schiff. Yeah, okay, I know. I've, I've heard the Adam Schiff stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh... Adam Schiff. And then, no, no, it gets even better. The uh -huh. reason they have to wait for the end of the term is because Gavin Newsom has already promised if Feinstein steps down, he will fill that spot with a black female. Oh, and there is a yes! black female. There's a black female who's running up against uh shift for that spot. So they already know if Feinstein steps down, that black girl's gonna get the, the spot. Shifty Schiff. Ah, uh, it's crazy. Was it Shifty Schiff? Or what did what did he go with uh with Schiff? Trumpy boy. Ooh. Trump. What did Trump do with Schiff? Uh, he just it? called him Shifty, man. It's right there for you. Yeah, Shifty um, Schiff. I don't know. He, he yeah. tried to... Yeah, Trump's losing it, man. He's too old. They're calling, uh, taking Crooked and putting it to Biden. Oh, he did it. He did, yeah. Oh, He's been calling him Crooked Biden. Uh, no, no, you can't do... Sleepy Joe was great. Plus, he has dementia. It, like, works almost better now. No, but he can't do sleepy. I didn't even realize that because remember he called uh, somebody in the Republican sleepy during the primaries. Have you seen this thing? It was floating around online about this actor, the C-list actor Arthur something. I think I sent you a link about it when I was on my trip, and uh, he he's apparently uh, the one of the actors playing Joe Biden in most of these events. No. Yeah, man. And uh, it's like Arthur, not Arthur, I can't think of the last name. It's Arthur something. Arthur Chester or something like that. 
Uh, and he's, um, he's apparently, uh, allegedly there's this thing floating around that he, like, you know, kind of let it slip that he was an actor in some kind of scenario, and they had to, like, clean up the scene. Again, I, you know, I, I peruse the interwebs, and I never fact-check. I am a tinfoil hat nut job. Uh, in order to be so, you you cannot look up facts, okay? So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta just go with what your gut tells you. But, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I think Joe is just a bunch of actors. I don't think Joe Biden's alive anymore. <laughs> there is no Joe. There is no Joe, and the reason they're having issues with him in live situations uh, because there's an actor strike, right? <laughs> so they they had to <clears throat> reach out overseas and get some people who aren't tied to the uh, you know to the Hollywood scene. Mm. That's why they've been messing up his narrative. <laughs> all right, do you want to do more of the strike, or we have we uh, exhausted the strike? I feel uh, like let's we... finish it. All off. right, all right, okay. With no apparent end to the Hollywood strike imminent, the work stoppage is affecting all types of programs, including Jeopardy, whose showrunner conceded Monday the long-running quiz show will resort to using a combination of material that their WGA writers wrote before the strike, which is still in the database, and material that has been redeployed from multiple seasons of the show. Yesterday, the Writers Guild said that the 100th day of their strike marked only a milestone of shame for the studios who have not yet issued a response. As far as the city workers strike, L.A. Mayor Karen Bass said the city will not shut down. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, you shut down for COVID, that bullshit fucking virus, huh? But you're not going to shut down for this, all right. Oh, dude, the writer's strike and the actor's strike. The Hollywood strike, man. And it sounds like all of uh, California will be soon on strike. Uh, the, California, man, what a rough scene right now, dude. It, it could be one of the worst places to like get a job in America currently. Oh, it's, the, uh, it's probably the worst place to live. It's craziness. And uh, what an enjoyable little uh, anecdote there. I really uh, got down with the writer's strike. 100-day anniversary. <laughs> Nobody cares. We all have better things going on in our lives. And the entertainment Dude, they celebrated anyways. more for the 100-day of Ukraine war than they did for this one. You know what's so you know hilarious is <clears throat> the saddest part about that story is we're going to miss out on some live Jeopardy. <laughs> what a bummer. That was the last time you watched Jeopardy. Emma loves Jeopardy. We toss it on <clears throat> all the time, actually. There's oh, no good crazy. entertainment, man. I watch baseball and Jeopardy. Uh, I stick with the YouTube. So there's still a lot of entertainment out there. <clears throat> what I think the uh, actors don't realize is that, you know, they might be getting screwed by the reality TV right now. Yeah, I saw that. So the reality stars are still going. There's still reality shows, and we were laughing uh, a few weeks back about how The View clearly doesn't have writers or actors <laughs> or anything. They're just going full steam ahead with their show. They're not writing nothing, man. It's impressive. If that's all ad lib and improv, then I give it to them, and you know, maybe that explains some of the outrageous tangents and they go on. I mean, we, we do them ourselves, but... You know, come on, dude. Like, uh, I, I think there's a world where yeah, we really don't need these writers anymore. And they were getting paid way too much. There was too much money going into Hollywood and all that stuff. No more. Yeah, it's why L.A. was so expensive. Like, you guys, it's crazy. 
Yeah, it's crazy yeah, stuff. You guys, you guys uh, you're spoiled. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's more important that we uh, try and pay attention to the Hollywood strike because... Uh, that's a nice little distraction nugget, and we can all talk about movies and entertainment all day long and then totally forget that the banks are failing. New concerns about some of the nation's banks, how it's affecting Wall Street and your money. Elizabeth Schulze is at the New York Stock Exchange with the very latest. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning, Rebecca. Five months after the stunning collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, the banking sector is once again putting pressure on Wall Street. Stocks did trade lower on Tuesday after the major credit ratings agency Moody's said that it would review the financial health of six big banks, including some household names like U.S. Bank, Truist Financial, and Bank of New York Mellon. Moody's also downgraded 10 regional banks. So a key issue at play here is higher interest rates. They force banks to pay their customers more money on their savings, especially for those high-yield savings accounts. We're, of course, also seeing how higher interest rates affect consumers. For the first time ever, we have seen that Americans' credit card debt is now above $1 trillion. Rebecca. It's a big number, Elizabeth, and we're also looking at the new report out tomorrow on inflation, and that has big consequences for Americans' wallets as well. No question. And the good news here is that inflation is expected to keep heading in the right direction, especially for some major costs like rent. The bad news is that other services like car insurance, electricity, and now gas, those prices are going up again. AAA says the national average at $3.82 is up 29 cents just in the last month. But that is still lower than the price that a lot of drivers were paying at this time last year. Oh, lower than last year. Like, uh, you guys keep comparing it to different spots in time where it just makes it totally just complete nonsense, man. Like, this is, oh, dude, we, <clears throat> of course. Of course, everything is falling apart, dude. Nobody's got any money. Everything, <laughs> everybody's broke. Uh, people have money, but everything costs so much. You can't afford it. I was reading an article today how <clears throat> the most expensive place, or one of the most expensive places to dine in America right now is Denver. Congratulations, Denver. Do you see what happens when you uh, make sure that your busboy makes $15 an hour and then you have to upgrade your eco-friendly exhaust system and go to electric this and make sure everything is so, you know, perfect for the Jared Polis agenda? Dude, nobody is going to open their restaurants <laughs> in your area. Yeah, dude, not too long ago, Adam Carolla had somebody on. And oh, the guy yeah. was talking about how they like they wanted to open up this uh, like little restaurant thing <clears throat> with a drive-through. Yeah, man. And he they were talking about how how almost impossible it was to get the drive-through open. It it got so bad. It was at the point where like in order to they even came, the inspector came in in order to have this drive-through window open, they had to have this like uh, air movement. Like a, it was like pretty much a fan. So that when you open the window, it like created a, a positive air or something. I don't know. It was like this whole thing. And the guy goes, as the inspector is explaining to me why I failed and telling me what I need, I look out the window and there's a rundown food truck selling food out the window. Yeah, man. That's exactly <laughs> it. We got to deregulate. That's, there's too much regulation. It's insane, dude. For In all businesses, in, in all industries right now, 
There's just insane regulation. The only industry but only, where but only for the people that want to do it legit. That's, dude, the only industry with no yeah. regulation, it seems like, is the vaccine uh, industry where you can just <laughs> send out whatever you want to billions of people. Nobody's going to ask any questions. Bank failures. Uh, we kind of went up and down this roller coaster uh, all, you know, during the probably the first half of this year, and there were a bunch of scares. Remember, there were several bank failures and all this stuff and all this uncertainty. Uh, what say you? Because I think we dismissed it early on, and maybe we're still right. But I, I, I was curious here again. Uh, are we on the cusp of this like economic? major collapse like this mega meltdown some sort of huge you know cataclysm in the markets yeah i don't know how i don't know what they're doing maybe they're just printing money and putting it out there but i think they're just postponing it till after the election or trying to at least like i can... really think i think the economy was a hot potato and the reason the democrats put joe biden up as president was because they thought trump would win and uh honestly i think nobody wanted to be this president they all saw it coming. And what do you mean by this president? I mean, I, I honestly just don't think anybody wanted to be holding the bag during this term. The I one everybody's, <laughs> you know, because whoever whoever's in power now, if everything collapses next month, Democrats are to blame. You know? Yeah, man. For sure. And if everything collapses, what are we implying by that? Like the dollar collapsing? Uh, no, I think you're more looking at like a 2008 kind of deal. You're going to see like uh, just rough times ahead, housing plummets, you know. Market needs to drop and correct a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's really absurd what's going on in the commercial real estate because there's just so many vacancies that you can't give away this office. I know, dude. But the prices are outrageously high. Like that, that doesn't make sense, you know? It also... Whenever, if yeah. everybody stops buying apples, I guarantee you tomorrow an apple's going to be five cents, you know? I just can't get over the fact that nobody's working. It's insane to me. If we are yeah. in a world where nobody's working, then we're not creating, we're not producing, we're not manufacturing. It means that uh, we've, we've died out. We're done. We're not... You know, I don't like that. See, I don't like that. You say nobody's working, and then everybody counters that with, well, I, I, I walk around all day. I see everybody. Work. Yeah. I like to say nobody's working hard. All right. Yeah. I you dig know? that. Yeah, man. A lot of people just, just showing up. That's it. And as an owner, you're just happy with them showing up because at least they showed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, most people don't. Dude, the calling out sick, the the era of calling out sick, like forever, right? Like getting un, you know, an infinity amount of sick days. That's that's the world we live in. Uh, it's an impossible place well, that, to run a business. That was COVID totally ruined the idea, the whole idea of just work through it. Yes. You know? Like now, it's like oh my god, I got a sniffle. I don't want to spread it to everybody. I better stay home. <laughs> 
Dude, uh, yeah. COVID, yeah, it, it kind of gave us the uh, open excuse to claim some sort of uh, cl- you know thing going on with us on a health level, and then you know we can just uh, take the day off or come back next year, uh, which is why this one floated around over the weekend, and I thought you might be interested in this. Uh, do you remember the young lady, Sim- Sim- Simone Biles? Is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. She's a gymnast, and she was... Uh, yes, that's right. And, uh, well, she's back in the news, man. And she was actually uh, in your neck of the woods doing some competitions. She's coming back. And uh, we love a good comeback story, especially for someone who they are dubbing the greatest gymnast ever or in the world. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. I, I'm a big fan of this uh, comeback story. With a staggering saga of career highs already under her belt, tonight a new chapter for the widely dubbed greatest gymnast of all time. Oh, sorry. Greatest gymnast of all time. <laughs> yeah. The girl. Yeah, she might be. The goat. Yeah, the goat? Yeah, I mean, she was good. I don't know, but I don't know enough about uh, the gymnast, but the goat really. Like, one of the biggest, one of the big things about that, her Olympic, when she, like, quit during the Olympics, one of the big things was she was going to do a trick that, like, hadn't been done before because nobody could do it. And they were going to score it. The, the, The scoring was off, and that's why she refused to go. I fucking, I hate this story. Oh, yeah! <laughs> How excited are you to see Simone back? Extremely. I'm like shaking now. I'm going to lose my mind. Fans today selling out this suburban Chicago arena to see seven-time Olympic medalist Simone Biles take the mat for tonight's Core Hydration Classic, her first competition in two years. The 26-year-old, four-foot-eight giant in her field, warmed up in front of cameras Friday. The showing caps a headline-making hiatus focused on her mental health. It, wow. It looked like she got almost lost in the air. It began in 2021 with Biles's early exit from the Tokyo Games following a bout of the twisties, a mental phenomenon that warped her ability to track her movements during high-flying stunts. All right, so <clears throat> they're saying that she, they're still claiming she got this thing in the air man i don't know you really think she uh she was attempting a super move that no human has done before yeah that's why she quit all right all right i'll leave it at that then i had no idea yeah i don't know you know this is really stupid i can't believe they're even wasting energy plus you're 26 i mean that's old you're pretty much done with the Olympics. No, that's what I'm saying. Greatest of all time? I don't know, dude. She kind of quit out at one point. Like, you know, that's you never saw Jordan do anything like that. Like, you know, we're it's talking. It's very LeBron of you. When we're talking goats, man, you know, I want to talk uh, a person. What was that chick, Carrie Shrugs, who uh, landed the thing with the broken ankle and yeah. won the gold medal? Like, come on, dude. That's the kind of. Tanya Harden got beat up. Still went out there. Yeah, did she win? I can't even remember. Silver. Silver. See what I'm saying? Or bronze? Yeah, I don't remember. Ah, it doesn't even matter. Just I, I like the uh, story of the person going out there and fighting through whatever, you know, is holding them back a little, and then, you know, like winning the gold or the bronze or the silver or even just competing and, you know, making it almost, right? But 
greatest of all time if you bowed out because you were going to maybe attempt the greatest move of ever, you know, ever? I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if I buy into that whole uh that whole thing, and then I, yeah. I I can't get on the board. Is she a Chicago gal? Is the, you know are they trying yeah. to? All right, so you okay? All right, it's like uh, disrespecting Kanye. I can only go too far. Uh, that's yeah, what... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, too you know she sounds like she's just looking for her purpose in life. You know. All right, well, and uh, and you know Frank, I uh, I brought this guy up the other day. Sorry, I gotta change the subject. I don't want to talk about smoke. No, I'm ready. I was ready to roll with you. But uh, I talked about Brian Cox. That's right. Brian Cox is an astro, a real astrophysicist. Yes, <laughs> right. Who actually will blow your mind if you listen to him? Not like Neil deGrasse Tyson. When water freezes, the molecules form to make. Ice. Yes. That is less dense than the water. You saw the Neil causing the it to float. Did you see that thing floating around the uh, webs of Neil deGrasse? I think I sent you yes, the clip of it. I yes, know. Uh, about the trannies. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah, even the you way can't he... use X and Y chromosomes the to way... determine whether so because you could feel like a woman. The way he talks is so just uh, condescending. It's it's horrible. So condescending. So I, I tried to find a good clip, and I, this was the one that really, uh, this is Brian Cox, and I, I just, I really like this clip because it uh, kind of gets down to that question we all ask. All right, you know? man. Yeah, take me to space. There's only one interesting question in philosophy, <laughs> and I don't really mean it, but I think it sounds funny. The interesting question is, what does it mean to live a finite, fragile life in an infinite, eternal universe? So that's not that funny, right? It's a good question. <laughs> I think the answer is that, so paradoxically, whilst we are definitely physically insignificant, the Earth is one planet around one star amongst 400 billion stars in one galaxy amongst two trillion galaxies in a small patch of the universe, right? So we're definitely small. We can't argue with that, we're just specks of dust. But if you think about what we are, we're just collections of atoms, right? Some of them are as old as time, the other ones, everything else other than the hydrogen in our bodies was made in stars, right? All cooked over billions of years. And we're in this pattern that can think so suddenly, as the great Carl Sagan said, you have a means by which the universe understands and explores itself, which is us. Oh, Sorry, yeah. It's a short. Oh, it's a shorty, but a goody, dude. Yeah. I got the short. A little, I got a little bit of a mind blow right there. Yeah, dude. Listen how he speaks, though. Like, uh, you know, as if um, we understand what he's saying, not like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who um, just exaggerates really, like, you know, three syllable words so he could sound like smart guy. Here's the thing, right? Neil deGrasse Tyson, you're an astrophysicist, right? The things you know that I don't understand, I will never understand. No matter how many times you give me some condescending fucking thing, right? Now, the things you are trying to explain is elementary science that even the dumb plumber remembers from elementary school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, I do not think that Neil deGrasse Tyson is an astrophysicist. I think he's full-on an actor. He's got to be. Dude, because you listen to this guy. Yeah. What does he do? What does he do? He takes a question, and then he approaches it from the astrophysicist angle, right? And then he gives you something that you could spend hours thinking about that. He's, what he's saying is, we are the universe's conscience. That's what we've, we are. Right? 
Yeah, man. So we are this insignificant dust. But, you know, we are the universe understanding itself. It's crazy to think about, you know? It's a wild theory, uh, you know. I also think we could just be uh, holographic images dancing on a flat plane. Yeah, just hang on. Oh, yeah, I definitely think it's a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> could be either or. This guy sounds a little smarter than me. Let's find out what Neil deGrasse Tyson thinks, right? He'll, and he'll just explain to you how, you know, a rocket shooting out of the earth uh, is like a you know, quarterback throwing a pass to his wide receiver in the end zone. It'll take about 15 minutes to describe the motion to you. Like you're an idiot. Uh, of course. <laughs> when you have a trajectory, the gravity works on the object. <laughs> it's like a ball you throw in the air. <laughs> Dude. Uh, well, this guy's pretty cool. Brian Cox? Is that what the guy's yeah. name is? All he's, right. a, he's, I think, British. All right, yeah. He's probably MI6, right? So, uh, DeGrasse Tyson, CIA, and then you get the the Brian Cox fella, right? They're both uh, in cahoots, actors. But one guy, you know, when you're British, the British are just a little smarter. They always sound a little smarter because they get that British accent right behind it. Mm. That's kind of my theory. We're in, you think that's what it is? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just going to toss it to that because... Uh, but Neil DeGasse with an accent doesn't sound any better. No, it doesn't. You know? <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm impressed with your grab right there. Yeah, what, what was that on? Was that like uh, there's some f- space music going on in the background? What, uh, it was just a short. Yeah, I didn't do the music. It was a short that I saw. It was from this one interview he was doing. It's, it's crazy when he's, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he kind of takes a different approach where, like, a lot of guys will say, like, yeah, we're so insignificant. You know what I mean? But he, he I don't know. I, just, I really like the way he approaches the universe. You know what I mean? Neil deGrasse Tyson sits down, and he sits down with this aura of just all-knowing knowledge. <laughs> you know, like, he has all the answers. That's right, man. You know? Yeah. And this guy will, he'll tell you straight up, the most important thing you can know is realizing what you'll never know. There's Good. things that you will never know, no matter what. Yeah, man. Know. Yeah. But, you know? uh, again, DeGrasse Tyson, just a bad actor. Maybe that's what it is. We got the C-list actor here. They got the A-list. They have their Brad Pitt uh, over there doing the astrophysics stuff. Where does uh, Michu Kaku fit? Is he Canadian, or where does that guy come from? He must no, he's be a- Japanese. Yeah, I know, but I mean... Is he representing? Uh, I don't know why. I just felt like he was a uh, you know American Canadian fella. No, American Canadian. I don't. Know. I guess he is American. I don't think he's Japanese like Japanese. Like, is he from Japan? Japanese or is he like a uh, a fella here? Japanese. Yeah, no, he was born in San Jose. Yeah, Michukaku. Yeah, he's American. Ah, uh, fuck you, dude. I thought you were Japanese. That was the only reason I listened to you. Yeah, dude, he's not some ancient wise Japanese fella. No, he was born. Fucking parents were from Palo Alto? Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> dude, dude, San Jose of all places, like, of course, man. Like, it, you know... Oh, here's a good respect, though. Gotta give him respect. All right. Both parents interned during World War II. Oh, so they probably knew... Uh... 
George Takai. Takai. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> yeah, but George Takai, take note. I never once heard Kaku fucking complain about it 50 wow, years later. Wow, think about that, man. Like, you, yeah, yeah. He, Kaku never talks about the internment uh, of the Japanese during World War II, but that's all you hear uh, George Takai complain about. And I guess, uh, you know, uh, George Takai might be a little bit order, uh, older than Kaku, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, a little bit. A little oh, bit. Oh, no, he was born... Na- oh, yeah, I guess. I yeah, because he, he was born right after the war. Oh, so Kaku never served time in the camps. No, but uh, he he joined the army during Vietnam War, 1968. He actually joined as an infantryman, just never deployed. Wow. Yeah, so I gotta give him that. Well, he's, a, he's a true American, my man. This guy built a nuclear reactor as a kid. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so he he's... And then joined the army. Yeah, this guy's actually legit. They probably, you know, gave him some intel on the alien secrets, I can al- almost imagine, right? He's astrophysicist, army, built a nuclear reactor. Like, this dude's probably got the in on some of that. Maybe Kaku's the real deal. Tyson's the, uh, you know, the Joker. He is fake, for sure. Tyson is the Mandarin. There is, there's no way Neil deGrasse Tyson has actual knowledge of the astrophysical world. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if I said that right, but I think I'm right on what I said.